0: Catholic Alphabetical Lies, the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. But moreover, where my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court and where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh Divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day, while also helping men understand marriage and courting, not dating in the Catholic faith. Why? Because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 157th episode, 18 ways to become the spiritual leader in your home for respect, love, devotion, and most of all, trust part 2 plus live calls from you answer your marriage and crisis questions so get in that queue for some resolution to your marriage confusion so as we always do we start off the show with our quote of the day quote christian soldier The spiritual battle is upon you. No longer can you remain aloof. You are made to fight for combat, made to fight the inner spiritual battle against evil daily. The time has come to be a man of courage, to don your armor, pick up your shield, unsheathe your sword in preparation of the upcoming physical battle. And for whom do you battle? The battle for Christ. The battle for your marriage. The battle for your family and if you have anything left the battle for your very soul end quote catholic alpha i've helped hundreds of men in their marriages allow me to help you in yours get live catholic marriage help tuesday through thursday 10 a.m eastern for some resolution to your marriage confused Hey, 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 we are back, and so let's get started today with our uh, trying to get um, understanding to the, be the, how to be the spiritual leader in your home and some things that you can do to really help yourself, propel yourself forward uh, in this endeavor. I know it's very, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's really very hard to, to do that. It took me a while to even understand what a spiritual leader was in your home or even being the head and all of that all I just knew is I want to be married and I want to hang out with my wife and chill. That's all I knew, (laughs) you know? Uh, But of course, if you want a happy marriage, a happy family and a good relationship with God, you must begin and understand that it's a lot, a lot more than that. And um, so what are we going to do is kind of go over a few things from last show. And then we're going to go over some statistics uh, and I'll, I'll, I've gotten some more statistics that are that are even you know that are just as good as the ones we had on the last show because I wanted to really drive this home um, how important you are as a man, how important you are as a husband, and of course how more important you are as a father. It's time that we stop this bullcrap, man. About you know well we don't know nothing, we're stupid and dumb, and we're selfish and blah blah blah. But you know what? If you get up there and you try to get yourself out there and get yourself ready, you will start to see that it's a way more to life than a golf ball, way more to life than going camping or hunting and fishing. You will see that. Okay. So let's get started. So this answer, like, what are we doing? So um, why must you as a husband and father be Christ in your home? Because that is how you ultimately get respect. You, you, As a husband, a father, and a man, you must be Christ in your home, which means what? See, many people think Christ was just weak old dude, some dude that just was hanging out. You know, he really didn't do nothing. Sure, he, he maybe did some miracles and stuff, but heck, he's God. <laughs> he's supposed to do all that stuff, right? <laughs> but you, if you really look at Christ more in depth, you see that he had a mission. He had a purpose, and he didn't punk out. And and that's really what we as men got to look at for us. That's why Christ. That's why Christ is the men are responsible for the church, not the women, because we all know. And I, I was talking to a client yesterday. We were we were joking about it. You know, we all know that if women take over, what do the men do? We just say, well, whatever. Go ahead. Just you got it. We won't do nothing. Just like little boys, if little boys are doing, uh, if uh, little boys are doing something and they start putting girls in there, the little boys just go, well, the lady ain't going, mama, I don't want to do it no more. Because little boys don't, they're not stupid either. They don't go for that. Just like girls on the altar. If you notice in every parish that has girls on the altar, ain't no boys, might be one or two of them, but the boys don't want to do it no more. People don't even understand why men leave. The, have to leave the church. Men, first of all, men leave the church because that's the way God wants it, right? And so, if you have a lot of women come around, then the men just kind of disperse. First of all, men know we can't be ourselves with all a whole lot of women around. We got to be all polite. We got to. We can't. You know, we can't fart. <laughs> we can't burp. You know. <laughs> you know, we can't just. We can't do nothing. You know uh that's why i don't like the nfl i'm starting to get rid of the nfl they didn't start putting women as referees now they want women as coaches and stuff man and I and i have nothing against women i just think you should get your own thing i look at it like this can men? Can we just have anything for ourselves can we just have anything for ourselves where we can just go and we don't have to worry about women coming around you know can we <laughs> you know please just a little bit can we just watch football? What happened to watch some a woman at a referee or coaching? can she go do her own thing? You know, can we just have the football to ourselves? One thing, can we just have one thing? <laughs> so, with that being said, though, it's important that we are Christ in the home. So, what does that mean? That means that we have to to, to take responsibility. Remember in the Garden of Eden, you know, God had Adam name stuff, you know, which means what? When you name the stuff, you're responsible. When Eve and Adam ate the apple, God didn't call out Eve. Who did he call out? He called out Adam. It's how you know we're the ones responsible. Not to say we physically have to do every single thing in the home, but we are responsible that, that all that that home is done. Why? Because our wives have to do what? They have to bond and nurture the children. And they don't have time to do all that other stuff that we've got to do. So we can't have women do our thing and do their thing. And so women get very... um. Women today try to act like they don't want men to stand up and leave the home and and get in there, but they really do. But they ain't just gonna say, "Oh, baby, I just want you to leave the home and just tell us all what to do and we'll do it." And you just you just do your thing. No, it doesn't work like that, does it? Of course not. But if you don't, then that's when you get it. Like, hey, like I heard a guy. I I interviewed a guy last week, and his wife was like, "Look, man, you you don't make me feel secure. You don't make me feel." Uh, protected. You, I, you like you don't you don't you don't stand up for me. You don't you don't do you don't make me feel like I want to like you know like we are married, and that's hey, man that's tough to a dude soul ain't it? That's tough on a dude, ain't it? When a woman, when your wife tells you, you know you don't make me feel secure, man. You don't you don't make me feel like I'm protected. You don't you don't put me first. You you know you don't defend me against your parents. And we all know instinctively that that is a serious wuss, ain't it? We know that. When we don't put our wife first, we don't protect our wife, stand up for our wife. And because that's what she wants. That's what she wants. I'm telling you, if you have a problem with your marriage right now, that's one of the main things. Your wife feels that she ain't, that you ain't protecting her, that you're not standing up for her. You know, I can't tell you countless of men, you know, I can't tell you countless of men who i have talking to, and one of their main problems is, they let their mom and daddy tell them what to do when it come to their wife. They let their kids run their house. And their wife, you know, women are going to be more lenient with the kids because that's what they're ordered to do. But believe it, women want you to discipline the kids. They really do. And they're go, not going to make it easy for you. But as a man, you've got to realize your wife has her certain duties that, that's given to her by the natural law and you have yours. And if you don't man up and take care and start taking care of things, man, I'm not saying I'm not saying being a jerk, man. I'm not saying that. But you have to man up, dude, and and start making your wife feel that she can trust you to do your job so that she can do her job. Believe it or not, that's really how simple it is, man. It really is. But see, here's what most dudes do. They let the respect go. They neglect their wife and then they try to recover all that, then that's when you get the real big problems, right? That's when you get the real big problems. But if you, when you first get married, if you talk to your wife and look, how are we going to discipline the kids? Are they going to get, are we going to give them three chances? They get a whooping. Are we going to take their phone away and then whoop them? Are we going to take their phone away, put them in their room and then whoop them? Are we going to, are we going to, um, you know, not whoop them, but we're going to do, we're going to take their phone and we're going to not let them take the key, the car keys away from them. You know, are, are you like, if if they smart off to, to me as the mother, what are we going to do? You know, I mean, you got to talk these things out because believe it or not, people have very different ways of discipline children than, than they say when they get married. And if you don't ask them, you, you're going to get a big surprise. I can't tell you how many guys think, well, yeah, I should spake his butt, but she won't let me. Or I've had the opposite to a lot, too. A woman goes, hey, man, we got to whoop his butt. We got to do something. And he's like, oh, no, well, let's give him another chance. And she's like, what? Man, he just robbed the liquor store, dude. You, don't, you know, we don't give another chance. <laughs> so that's what I mean, man. Women, they're not going to make it easy for you. But if you, but the example, your example is the biggest thing in the home. Everybody follows you. And you hear me say this 100 times. I'm going to say it another 100 times. Your wife does what you do and your kids do what you do. If you're a jerk, they're going to be a jerk. If you if you mess around your wife, she's going to mess around you. If you yell at your wife, your kids going to let you. Your kids going to let your wife. They, they, every, everybody in the home does what you do. If you don't go to church, huh? they ain't going to church most of the time. If you go to church and you just like, I don't want to be here. I hate, you know, your whole attitude is not like reverent, and you're not really trying to be there. You just like come until it's over. That's how your kids gonna be. Probably not your wife, but on that, your kids will be. I can't tell you how many kids I see in mass. They hate it. They can't stand it. They want to be. They want to be gone so bad. And I know that's kind of the nature of kids anyway. But really, man. To me, I think you should be telling your kids how to, how to act in mass. I really do. Like, this is how we act. You know, you you look, you got God right there. You're here for God. You're not here for your own selfish self. Okay. So, next. So, why? So, that's why you got to lead your home because you, that's the way God set it up. And this is how important you are. This is how so, so important you are. And I want you to start to understanding that, man. Stop thinking, stop letting the world tell you what God created you for. Hear what I said. Stop letting the world tell you what God created you for, man. Don't stop doing that stupid stuff. Stop thinking it's all about your job. Stop thinking it's all about your cars. Stop thinking it's all about your house. Stop thinking it's all about your pleasure. Stop, and stop thinking about all I want to do is just have fun, have fun, have fun, you know, or, 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 or get a, you know, be happy and fulfilled in my whole life. And no man, they're suffering. You have to suffer as a man. Why? To ignite the Holy Spirit in your home. If you're not suffering, if you're not praying and on your knees and doing spiritual warfare in your home, dude, what what, what do you expect Satan to do? Say, just going to run your stuff. Just going to run your stuff. People think, well, when I'm in my house, well, the bad stuff happens, that's bad luck. Man, please, there's nothing is bad luck. Nothing in this universe is bad luck. If you get cancer, it's not bad luck. If you get diabetes, it's not bad luck. If your wife gets another man on you, that's not bad luck. If your child dies, that's not bad luck. All, all this happens for a reason. God allows all these things to happen for the reason, and the main reason is what? To get you to realize as a man, you are not God. You can't solve everything. And your little health, your little health that you got right now can be gone just like that. And you can go to the doctor and have heart disease. We've got to understand. I had a guy tell me yesterday, oh yeah, I could just solve everything. That's what I thought I could do. I could solve everything. And then he's starting to realize you can't, he can't solve everything. Because yes, God is an illusion. It's an illusion. Like, oh, if I'm bankrupt, I can get I'll get some more money. If I'm if I'm sick, well, don't worry, I'll get out of it. If this happens, I'll get out of that. Man, it's not that's not how the universe works, man. It's really time that we start really understanding that. And, and I don't want, and that's the reason I talk about this stuff is I don't want God to put you to your knees, and then you're going, oh Lord, save me. I need you, you know. You know, save my marriage, save, you know, my children and, you know, all that stuff that happens when God starts putting you to your knees and and these things start happening in your house. And it's too much of it. Right. You got financial problems. You got you got uh, you got uh uh a uh, let's say you got car problems, you got job problems, you got marriage problems, you got sex problems, you got kid problems. You know, you got all these problems coming in, man. And all that is, is the Holy Spirit trying to talk to you to say, hey, man, you need God. You need to go to God and lean on Christ. Okay? So what we're going to do real quick, we're going to do real quick, y'all, is to, to help you understand some statistics, why you are so important as a man. And if you don't get nothing else from these two darn shows, I want you to realize that through the help of God, cooperate with God, To get your full power as a man this is how important you are dude this is how important you are okay please hear me you your your wife needs you even when she tells you she don't your kids need you even when they say they hate you you just got to get together as a man and lead them and then they will love you and show you respect give you devotion they would they would do all these things that you have been wanting your whole life most of us growing up, especially we get in our teenage years, we grow up. We want, yeah, everybody wants to be a football player, right? Everybody wants to be a, a Michael Jordan and, and, and that swimmer guy. What's that swimmer guy? Won all them, all the medals and stuff. And that guy in the, in the Tour the France, we want to be all stuff like that. But our core being, and our core being, what do we want? We want a woman that we can spend the rest of our life with and be l- happy with our family. This is what we want. When we start getting in high school, we start thinking about these things. And so, but then we get it and it ain't it ain't, it ain't, ain't like we thought it was going to be. So what we're going to try to do is we're going to try to help you to try to understand how to start off the beginning stages of getting these things. So why are you so important in your child's life? So fathers, fathers not being the spiritual leader statistics, will this be your legacy? So uh, this article from Catholic Exchange article, the kids... The kids stand the church if dad goes to church by Mark ha- Haas. So, look, that's real simple. And that's why I want to bring this to you. If you go, that's why I said, I've been saying this for years. If you go to church, your kids going to stay in the church. So, a 1994 Swiss study gives insight to the trends among churchgoers, regardless of religion. The study provided a wide range of family scenarios, providing data for a variety of family situations. What happens if the mother is practicing and the father is not practicing? What happens if only the father is practicing? The results seem to be to suggest that children follow the example of the dad. (laughs) This is what we just said, ain't it? Which is what we just said, right? So if okay, Here you go. Here are the scenarios. Here this here the so I know it's a lot of numbers y'all but just try to in your mind separate it try to separate the numbers but get the main gist of it. So, if both mom and dad go to church faithfully, 33% of their children will grow up to be regular attending patrons of the church. Okay, so 33% if both mom and dad go. Next, if only mom is taking the kids to the church, <laughs> Only two percent of children will become lifelong church goers. Okay, so we went from thirty-three percent to two percent. If mom's going right off the bat, that should let you know how vital you are to your family. Right off the bat, this ain't no joke. Okay, so while thirty-seven percent, while thirty-seven percent will attend occasionally. An excess of 60% of her children will end up leaving the church. So if just mom goes, the kids go, yeah, that's cool. And then as soon as they get 18, 19 or whatever, they don't go no more. 60%, they're gone, gone, gone. Okay, next, what happens if dad is active but mom is not? So the father goes to church but the mother doesn't. Curiously, the numbers seem to go up. As previously stated, 33% of children remain when they witness both mom and dad going to church regularly. The number grows to 38% when an active father and an occasionally active mom. It continues to go up to 44% when it's just dad taking the kids to church. Now, think about that, y'all. We go from 33% when both parents are going, but when just dad is going, Forty-four percent of the kids stay in the church. That is astronomically very good. So that lets you know. Look, you know, I'm not. I no, I ain't gonna lie. I am trying to. I am trying to build your head up right now. I am trying to build your head up right now. I want you to push your chest out. (laughs) I want you to push your chest out. Cause you the man. You the man, baby. And that's what we talking about. Don't let again, don't let society, which is Satan, tell you how to how to what kind of man to be in your home. Don't do it. Okay. next, according to another study by Lifeway Research Group, Father's Day is the single lowest average holiday for church attendance. Lower than Labor Day, (laughs) Memorial Day and the Fourth of July. Conversely, Mother's Day has the third highest church attendance after Easter and Christmas. Okay, So look, let's put that in perspective though. Okay, look man, look, let's just be real. Let's just be real. Mom's gonna have it. Why? Because they're nicer, they're prettier, they're softer, they talk to, them, to the kids better. they That's their job. Of course, of course it's gonna be like that. So that's not a, you know, and we all really know that. It's the mother. If just like, you know, if you're, if your car's broke and you try to fix the car, but your mechanic is fixing the car, who's going to fix the car better? It's his job. Of course, he's going to be better at it. You Your job might be, a you know, a heart surgeon or something. You can't fix no car. So that's kind of how it is in the family. Your mother, the mother is the nurturer. She's the one, she's the heart of your home. And you as a man, as a husband, you should like really let that go and let that flourish as much as you can. Because the love from you, the more love you give your wife, the more love she gives the family. I cannot get that across to you enough. So this is why a lot of of men don't agree with what I say. They really don't. I don't care, but they really don't. But they don't realize that The more love that you give your wife, which means what? The more attention, the more you show you care, the more you make her priority number one, the more you make her feel special, the more you make her feel closer to God with you and her together, moving towards God, dude, the more she will spread your love to your kids and your home and your friends and your family and all that other stuff. But, but so that's why this—that's this, this, why Mother's Day is the way it is. It doesn't mean you're less important. It doesn't mean your kids love you any less. It's just we all kids instinctually know that my mother, she's the heart. Like this is—she's a woman. Of course, we got to make her feel special. Dads, we tough. We ain't supposed to get all mushy mushy on Father's Day and be like, "Oh, you treated her better than you treat me," and all that stuff. No, oh, men were tough. We're logical. Our different our our um our job in the in the home is different than the moms, and so you know you got to kind of put that into perspective a little bit. You know what I'm saying? And I know I think y'all pretty much understand that one. So, uh, for more stats, uh, that you, if you want to get more stats on this on this subject, um, it's the Catholic Exchange article, the Catholic Exchange article, "The Kids Stay in Church if Dad Goes to Church" by Mark Hoss. Okay, so that's what I used uh for that. And that that is uh com slash kids stay in church if dad goes to church, right? Okay, so uh wow, we got comments today. So, Mr. Mo, we men are so simple, we just want love and respect. Amen, brother. Yep, <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. Let me see. What's uh what's what's my man K Pack saying? KP Jack, but what about in a mixed marriage, I converted to the Catholic faith 13 years and my wife did not follow me into the church, but we have remained together going to mass, but since my conversion. Uh, So what I would say on that one is, man, that's tricky. What I would say is uh, trying to take this the wrong way, but that means your wife has a lot of, of, uh, of questions about the faith. She doesn't buy the Catholic church. is the number one church. She doesn't buy. Most people don't like the Catholic church because of what they don't know. But if you get into it for the 2000 years, you get into the saints, you get into the popes, you get into the prayers, you get into the spiritual warfare. You get into a, a knowledge of what's going on and the apologetics of it. If I were you, man, I would have your wife start listening to Catholic Answers Live. It will take her faith to another level. And then another thing, too, that guys don't understand is talk to your wife about the faith, man. Just don't go to mass. Mass is people kill me. Church is not the end all be all of your faith. Oh, I go to church on Sunday. I go to mass on Sunday. Man, that's the beginning. I don't understand how people can stay out of mortal sin. I don't understand people can stay out of venial sin by just going to church on Sunday and do nothing else during the week. Or they go to like my somebody might go to a Bible study on Wednesday or something. I don't understand it. I don't understand it. When I first became Catholic, all I did was go to church. I mean, church is for you to be reverent to God. You go to church for your for to 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 show your love and respect for God. It's really not a... is really to help you know that there's something greater than yourself. God only asks an hour a week for that, for the most part. Except for you Protestants, but y'all be going three or four hours. I don't see how y'all do it, but hey, rah-rah. <laughs> I'll take my Catholic one-hour Mass every day. <laughs> uh, but but it's the same principle. How I don't understand how people... When I, st- I started thinking, man, there's no way in heck that I can stay out of sin and stay uh, reverent to God and, and grow closer to God if all I do is go to church on Sunday. See, and that's what this whole show is really about. I'm so glad you asked this KP K, Jack KP Jack, because it's a very good question. So what I would say is your wife, she has a lot of questions. And so what you're going to have to do, man, is you're going to have to start sharing your faith with her more. Of course, you're going to say, but we do talk about it. No, man, like, I like here's how my wife did me, dude. I'm just going to be straight up. Man, my wife would send me videos. My wife, what my wife did, and she knew, like I said last week, that I'm like kind of like this kind of alpha, aggressive, out there. What do you call it? What do you call it? Not introvert. I'm like an extrovert kind of dude. And I'm really into the man thing. And I don't like men getting treated all crapped out. And my wife knows that. So what did she do? She knew the Catholic faith was the way. She knew that. So what did she do? Because I always thought everybody in church was wusses. I ain't gonna lie. All the men, too. Catholic faith, Protestant faith, Baptist, I didn't care whoever it was. If these dudes are going to church, they must be weak. That's what I thought, man. I ain't gonna lie. I'm just trying to be real with you. But you know what my wife did? She said, okay, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna trick your butt. <laughs> she said, she started sending me these, these like, uh, audios and these uh, these videos and stuff on like real masculine men in the church. the catholic church and like these stuff about jesus christ and however much of a man he was and how he was real strong and how what he gave his life for and all the essence that kind of stuff man i was like wow it just opened my eyes it opened my eyes and that's why you need a good woman man and look mr kp jack right now you just keep doing what you're doing brother But what you got to do is start sharing the faith with your wife. Like me and my wife, it is not one. One day that goes by that me and my wife don't talk about the faith. Not one. Not one. We talk about it. We enjoy talking about it with each other. And then, so then what what happens when you do send your wife something about apologetics and like you start another thing about, about apologetics and stuff, then your wife takes it better. Another thing, too. Try to find a good RCIA class for your wife. Now, look, the parish you're going to is probably weak. So what you're going to have to do, my brother, is you're going to have to go out there and find a parish like Holy Rose. You like the church I go to? Man, that RCIA class is the bomb. They go through it and teach you everything about the Christian faith. Basically, you come out of there, you got a master's degree. (laughs) So that's the thing. It teaches you all about the faith. And that's where your wife is lacking. She looks she's looking at you to lead her to the faith. Um, And that's kind of where you are, dude. I I really like that question. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So we're going to go on break real quick, y'all. Stay around. And we're going to last uh, 30, 30 minutes. We're going to rock and we're going to get into the the 18th phase of how you can do the things that I'm actually saying. Be the spiritual leader in your home and rock it and rock it like like old St. Joseph did. Okay? Bam. If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally for free yes within 30 days learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you visit save my catholic marriage dot com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience visit save my catholic marriage dot com for superior coaching for your marriage again save my catholic marriage.com. that All right, all right. So again, what I would do if you have a wife or if you're a woman listening and you have a, a husband that is that is not that is still going to the Protestant church, but they go with you and stuff like that, or they haven't joined the church, It's because, man, they have doubts, dude. That's just like common sense. So what you gotta do is man up, you got a woman up, and you've got to learn your faith, lead your family, especially if you are a man, lead your wife. She's she's going with you. She wants to know, but she just has issues and talk about it. Again, go to start listening to Catholic Answers Live. It comes on every day, Monday through Friday, six to eight Eastern. Man, it will change it. It will change. There are other Catholic apologetic shows too. That's the one that changed my life. i be, I listen to that. I listen to over a thousand back shows. Another thing, have your wife listen to you and your wife together. Listen to back shows, like especially starting uh, 2016 and before. 2016 before on Catholic Answers, they are the bomb. Now, you know how it is now these days. You know, everybody getting a little happy clappy in the church and stuff. So after 2016, it's a little shaky, but it's still really good. Okay, still good. But if you want to listen to it live, it's 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern, every Monday through Friday. Okay, you can also listen to back shows. Okay, next. um, So vacation, like I'm going on vacation, y'all. Probably uh, I had a vacation like 20 years. So <laughs> I'm burnt out. I'm going to so my wife, we're going on a a, a two-week cruise. <sighs> I didn't want to spend that money, man. But you know what, dude? Sometimes it's what you gotta do. So um what I'm gonna do though is I'm gonna still send out emails to everybody on my email list and I'm gonna put the best of shows so every day at 10 o'clock, you can still listen while I'm gone. Well, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. You can still listen to I'm gonna have some good shows, um, good past shows that I think that you guys might like. And so, for that two weeks, I'm on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I'm gonna put, I'm gonna have shows, and I'll send it to you in the email. And then all you gotta do is click on that, and it'll it'll start playing for you. Okay. All right. So, with that being said, let's rock. Uh, First off, we must realize. So, how do we become the spiritual head in our family? So let's get that let's get that back in our heads again. Um, First off, we must realize that the Catholic faith, Christianity, is a faith of the intellect and not of our feelings. I'm going to say that one again, because I really get, guys, they can't get over this. First off, the Catholic faith, Christianity, is a faith of the intellect and not of our feelings. Men today have been conned and manipulated into believing that Christ is all about some mushy, weepy, emotionally filled God, and this is so far from the truth. If we as men depend on our feelings all the time to do our job and to be faithful to God, we are going to leave God. That's why people church hop. That's why people church hop. I'm going to Billy Bo, Billy Bo, Billy Bob's church on the corner of 21st Meridian. I don't like him no more. He's boring. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over here to to uh, uh, Jimmy Smith's church over here on Capitol. I'm going to go to his church for a while. I- he pissed me off. I don't like him, so I'm going to move. See, man, that kind of stuff, man, that that is, we go on our feelings, man. This is why you hear me say that Sunday is the beginning. It's not the end. You go, to, you go for Sunday and then what you do the rest of the week, you get into your spiritual warfare, man. You get into your defense of your home as a man. You keep Satan out of your home. Man, it was like, when I started doing this, I was really, my eyes were so open that first of all, in the Catholic Church, you can go to church seven days a week because you need it. Now, it's not a Sunday service, powerful like that—a Latin mass, powerful, uh, you know, like that. But seven other, six to six other days of the week, you go. You you have a, a, a church, just service, just like Sunday, except it's really toned down. You get the Eucharist. There's you you, you hear you read scripture um, about a whole lot of scriptures. Three or four. Um, uh, the, the 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 priest gives a sermon. It's real short though, like like two minutes or five minutes or something. Cause you know, people, most people, a lot of people, they go to they go to daily mass on um, we call it daily mass, y'all. For you guys that are not Catholic. So, you know, they they only lunch break. You can go to you can go to church on your lunch break in the Catholic church. That's how bomb we are. Hey, <laughs> guess what? Not just one, you there are there are church services two and three times a day at every single church in the world. You know why? Because that 2,000 year history, baby, we know Satan. We know what's up. And what happens is if I'm not, the more God is on my mind. Through through mass, through church, through the rosary, through all these things that we're going to learn about today. The more God is on my mind, the more Satan stays away from me. That's how you protect your home as a man. You can't be going around and all you think about is golfing and fishing. Or your job, or sex, or drugs, or alcohol, or your kids—those things, you know. Not all of those things I said, but some of those things I said are very good things. God is how you keep the attacks out of your home by you as the man lift prayer, suffering, and sacrifice, and lifting your mind, heart, and soul up to God. That's why fasting is so powerful. When you give, when you offer that suffering for your for when fasting. You offer that suffering up to Christ for your wife, for your kids, for your family. Dude, you are in serious spiritual warfare. The demons will leave you alone. They don't want to, look, they don't want to mess with, that's why they, that's why when, uh, um during Easter, Jesus went out there 40 days, 40 nights, then old boy Satan will come try out there and try to mess with Christ. Christ was fasting. Man, Christ was so strong. He was like, Look, man, you just need to go on, dude. You ain't know you're doing here. You can give me the world, talk about all that crazy stuff, man. I'm not hearing you. So, what does Satan do? He got out of there. That's how powerful you are as a man in your home. Another thing I want to bring up real quick that you guys understand stop letting people pray over you. That is only authorized through the man in the home and a priest. Stop letting people pray over you. Why? Because that is they're not, they don't have authority to pray over you. Praying for you is not the same as praying over you. Look it up. You invite the demonic in your in your life where you let people who are not author, who are not authorized to pray over you, pray over you. There's only two people that I know of. I could be wrong, but it's a priest who has consecrated hands and the leader of a home, which is a man, which is you. You pray over your wife. You pray you can bless with in the name of the Father, some Holy Spirit with some oil, water, blessed oil. You pray over your children. That's it. You don't let any... Listen, people ain't going to agree with me. That's because they don't understand the Christian faith. You're not supposed to let people who are, don't have authority to pray, to pray over you. Why? Because there's only... Authority comes from Jesus Christ through this church. So, if... If you're letting somebody pray over you, some Joe blow down the street, or one of your church members praying on you and touching on you and stuff, that is you're you're they don't have authority. So what does authority mean, man? Authority means that they have authority from Christ to do the job that they're saying they can do it. Name me one person in your life that has authority besides you and consecrated hands, which is a priest, to put their hands on you who have authority from Christ. Nobody. Nobody. And I'm just saying to protect you, man. This is one of the things you got to understand. You, you, you. As a man, it's your job to defend your home against Satan. You got to keep Satan out of your house if you want, if you want your wife to be happy and fulfilled, and you and your kids and your and your house to be smooth, man, smooth, baby, smooth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what you got to remember. Now, a lot of people ain't gonna get what I'm saying, but the reason why is because. When the Reformation happened 500 years ago, man, the, water, the faith got watered down. The faith got watered down. Everybody was Catholic. Now, I'm not trying to go into this Catholic process, thing, but sometimes I got to go into it a little bit to help you guys understand what, what the real truth is. My job is to inform you. You do what you want to do after that. But I'm not going to let you go around being ignorant. I'm not. That's not my job. 500 years ago, the Reformation happened. What's the Reformation? Where everybody used to be Catholic, and then Martin Luther, a crazy priest, broke off from the church, and so everybody else started creating their own churches. Well, guess what? Now you got 30, 40,000 denominations, nobody's on the same page, everybody does whatever they want what Christ says do, and everybody's all confused. That's why people get mad at the Catholic Church because we're the only ones that are against abortion, we're the only ones against homosexuality, we're the only one against contraception and birth control, we're the only one against sleeping together when you're um when you're not married, we're the only one against you can't get divorced if you're um if you're uh, you can't get divorced if you're married in the church. If you think about the Catholic Church, is the only the only faith that still holds to the truth of truth of God, no matter what anybody outside that says. And so this is why as a, you got to understand the demons understand authority. So when the church all those 500 those all those generations from 500 years ago to now the faith has been watered down. That's why people listen to me. Because a lot of stuff I say, it comes from the Catholic, it comes from the Christian faith, the Catholic Church, that they think, well, I should, why don't I know that stuff? You don't know that stuff because your faith has been watered down over the centuries. It's not your fault. You're born to where you're born. But what you have to do as a man is realize the truth is the truth. It's going to hurt, but the Holy Spirit is leading you somewhere, and you've got to find out what that is. That's all I'm saying, man. That's all I'm really saying. And so when you, as a man, demons understand the authority structure. They're fallen angels. Of course they know. So when you allow somebody to put their hands on you and pray over you and they're not, and they don't have consecrated hands or they're not, they leave the head of a home, you're allowing the demonic, you're opening the door to allow the door, the demonic to enter into yourself and, and mess around with your house and stuff. I'm just telling you, the faith has been watered down, gentlemen. You've got to start getting into, listen, I understand that being a Baptist and being a Jehovah's Witness and being all these different religions is a way, it's a great place to start because if you're born in that, what are you going to do? All I'm saying is get in the books, learn your faith, and understand these things that I'm talking about, okay? Now, boom, so that said, so men today, so again, men today have been conned. Um, and manipulate into believing that Christ is all about some whooshy, weepy emotionally filled god and this is far from the truth to give your life for the world takes more than feelings it takes a sense of honor purpose and duty as well suffering and sacrifice and daily devotion and penance to do do not come from feelings okay right so just think about it man if you are a man and you you know every day do you love your wife with the like the deepest of the, the, deepest, of the deepest of your being of course not. Some days you're like, "Oh my God, I just want to be by myself right That's not a, a that's not bad on your wife. that's just like some days that's how I feel. But what happens is sometimes but there are days when you love your wife more than anything in the world and you sustain that. So this is why you can't go on your feelings when it, feelings when it comes to God because God that is um, God will strip as your faith grows in the Catholic faith this is what happens. As your faith go, grows, God will strip those emotions from us. Why? Because the Holy Spirit gave us these feelings to make us feel good at first to draw us to him. Now God's going to say, I'm going to see if you really love me. I'm going to strip all those feelings away. Now what you're going to do? Now what you're going to do, gentlemen? This is why you cannot rely on feelings as a Christian. If you do, it will. you will... It will you will fail as a man, as a leader of your home, and, and, and fail as a Christian. You will. You will fail, gentlemen. Because God, the, the, the closer you grow to God, the more he, after a while, he will strip the feelings from you, and it'll be like he's not there. The, and how do I know that? Well, one of the strongest, one of the strongest case for that is the blessed, everybody knows Mother Teresa. So she's Saint Mother Teresa now. She's a saint now. For the last 20 or 30 years, I forget how long it was, she kept a journal. And she said what I'm saying. She thought God had left her, but God did not leave her. God wants to know how truly you do love me. If you love me, you will not, you will go, you will let your intellect carry you. Your intellect, that's what you hear me say. The Catholic faith, the Christian faith is about your intellect and not your feelings, because when you when you lose your feelings, you start doing all stupid stuff. We start doing all the stupid stuff. We gotta allow our intellect to carry the day. So when I don't like me, I'm not saying I'm this great anything, but I, I'm using me as an example because it's coming to my head right now. <laughs> but look, gentlemen, check it out. You think I feel like praying every day? You think that I feel like praying a rosary every single day? No, of course. Most days I don't. I don't feel like it. You think I feel like praying for my wife every day? You think I feel like praying for my kids every day? You think I feel like going to adoration every day? Of course I don't. Most days I don't. You know why? Because I got a job to do and I got this to do and that to do. I can think of all kinds of excuses not to do it. But you know what? I realized that it's my dang on job. If I don't pray for my wife, if I don't pray for my family, if I don't confront Satan, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Nobody. Nobody's going to do it for you. This is why your job as a man is to defend your home against the demonic, baby. And If you don't do it, who's going to do it? That's what you got. That's why this is a thing of intellect. Christ is a God of intellect, man. Not your feelings. He used feelings to draw you in. Why? Because he knows us, right? He knows humans. He knows he created us. Well, you know, I'll give him this cake. I give him this brownie, give him this candy, this ice cream, make him feel good, make her feel good, and she'll love me and she wanna go closer to me. And then I'm gonna see if she really loves me. Then I'm gonna see if he really loves me. This is why you see people who don't pray, they don't love God. They don't. They don't. Okay. Next. So with men, you need to so in order to do what Christ did, which is give your life away for your family. Suffering and sacrifice in daily devotion and penance do not come from feelings. They come from a sense of duty, responsibility, honor, truth, purpose, and a true and vibrant mission as a man. You cannot sustain a dedicated daily prayer life without these attributes. The more you pray, the more grace comes to you, which trickles down to your wife, your marriage, and your children. And the closer you become to God and His Son, don't get it twisted. This is the life of a true, authentic, masculine man. And I'm going to say it all the time. A lot of people, like men, you might say because I'm insulting you. I'm not insulting you because I was where you are. I didn't pray for my family either. I didn't. And I know. And, I, and most of you, if you listen, listen to me for even, even more than one day, you know that my family was crap. <laughs> I screwed it up so I had to realize what is a real man? What is a true authentic masculine man? And what I realized is I'm the defender of my home. I'm the defender of my home from the government, I'm the defender of my home from a thief, I'm a defender of my home from anybody who tries to assault my home and attack God and Jesus Christ and my family. I am I protect for that. And then the defense, I defend Satan every day through my prayer, suffering and sacrifice. I defend from Satan every day through my prayer. You can't fight, listen, you can't fight Satan. Stop thinking you can fight Satan with a gun. You can't fight Satan with a gun. He's a fallen angel, dude. He's smarter than you. He's bigger than you. He's stronger than you. He's more intellect than you. He knows you, and you know you. So you can't fight him with a gun or a knife. The only way you can fight him is, is through the weapons that our Lord gives you, which is who? One, the Holy Spirit. Two, the Blessed Mother. Three, St. Michael the Archangel. Four, um, the, your prayers of the Rosary. St. Joseph, the saints. You have to use all these tools and your knowledge of the faith, the knowledge of death, the knowledge of judgment, the knowledge of heaven, the knowledge of hell. We've got to take our head out of the sand, gentlemen, so that we can understand what we're what we're up against. We've got to still It's not politics. Who cares who's in the White House? Although I like Trump. I don't care what nobody thinks. I think he's the man. But I don't really care. I really don't. You know why? Let, 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 you know, whatever. I'll vote and do whatever, what I got to do. But I know the essence comes from my environment. The defense of my home in the end comes, starts with me. It starts with me. And it don't matter who's in the White House, don't matter who's the a, who's a senator, don't matter who's, a poli- who's the police officer is, who the judge is, and all that stuff. All that stuff don't mean nothing in the big scheme of things. What does matter, gentlemen, is that you influence your environment as a man, you, and your, that environment starts with your, your home, okay? So don't get it twisted. This is the life of a true, authentic, masculine man, and that is what it is. Be like Christ to in fact give his life away daily for God, his beloved wife, and his children. Feelings will get you in trouble and they are temporary and fleeting. But more important, they are from Satan and will steal your dedication and duty to God and your wife if you are not careful. It, this is why you heard me talk about you must get your mind. What is, what is the de- your mind on God, on prayer, on God? So what is prayer? Prayer is lifting your heart, mind, and soul to God. That's what the definition of prayer is, okay? Again, we must learn to serve and place our wants, needs, and desires below God, our wife, and children. Another thing you got to understand, too, there are nine levels of prayer. There are nine There are nine levels of prayer. So, every form of prayer is not as strong as another form of prayer. This is why you hear Catholics playing the Divine Mercy Chaplet. This is why you hear Catholics playing the Rosary. That's why you hear Catholics playing the Hail Mary. That's why you hear Catholics praying the Our Father. That's why you hear Catholics playing litanies, the Litany of Humility and novenas. Why? Because those are prayers that have been proven over 2,000 years to be the most effective against fighting the spiritual warfare against Satan. Okay? There are nine levels of prayer, and I'll, I'll do a show on that one day, but... Number one is vocal prayer. Vocal prayer is the weakest form of prayer. Oh, Jesus, 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 I love you, Jesus. Jesus, give me this. Oh, God, please save my marriage. Oh, God, help me, help me, help me. Oh, God, please uh, help me pray better and blah, blah, blah. That's vocal prayer out loud, right? You know, um, the second level of prayer is meditative prayer. Meditative prayer is the very powerful and it moves you closer to God. And then what happens is it's the gateway to the other seven levels of prayer. So meditative prayer is what we take images like the like the rosary It's the life of Jesus Christ and his mother. And so basically what it is, is you're you have images in your head and you you meditate on that as you pray the Hail Mary. And the Hail Mary is is a rhythm to get you going to be able to meditate on that, on the life of Christ. Other ways you meditate is in scripture. You open up the book and you go, whatever scripture you come to, we'll just say, you know, whatever. We'll say Psalms 30, Psalms 28 or something. And you read that Psalm and you sit there and meditate on that. You you dive into that. You bring images into your mind and you focus on that. Just reading scripture is not enough. The way you grow closer to God is through meditative prayer. And then when that meditative prayer, when it's time, God will lift you up to another level. And then you keep going up and up. Now, I don't know a whole lot about these different levels of prayer. I just know they're there. okay. and this is what I mean when I say people, when the faith has been watered down for 500 years. Who knew that there are nine levels of prayer? Who knew that? I didn't know it. And I would take it. Most of you don't didn't know it either. Because when the faith is watered down, Satan loves that. They don't even know they don't even know what meditative prayer is. You know, he loves that stuff. Okay, now. So again, we must serve. Again, um, again, again, we must learn to serve and place our wants, needs, and desires below God, our wife, and children. Leading our family towards Christ is not easy. But credibility is the key. As seen above, fathers and husbands are the key to a thriving prosperous loving and devoted home if you as the father do it it means you to your kids that this is really important boom i'm gonna read that one more time because i stumbled over my words if you as the father do it it means to your kids that this is really important oh my god how powerful is that y'all and i put it to you in statistics of course you can make statistics Statistics mean anything you want, but in this case, they ain't lying because I see it all the time. I see, I've actually seen these statistics with my own eyes and stuff. Okay, and you have to, so you know it's true, right? But dude, here's the key to this whole thing that I want you to learn from these shows that we're doing over this. If you do it, your kid's gonna do it. How powerful is that? How powerful is that? And if you any kind of man. If you any kind of man, you want to do right by your kids. You want to do right by your kids. You want them to grow up, love and respect you, love and respect their mother, and carry on what you teach them to be good citizens, good Christians. That's what you want for your kids. You want them to have a good life, a happy life, and and a good job, and all that stuff. But it comes from you. It starts with you as the man, you as the father, you as the husband. And look man, all I'm saying is man, this stuff it ain't easy. You got to teach your kids how to earn it. As you as you learn, as you as you've learned the stuff that you want that I'm that I'm advocating here, it takes hard work to get it. It's day by day and I don't expect anybody to get all these things that I'm saying, this this concept that I'm saying, this this philosophy I'm talking about in one day. Because it it took me years to get it. So what, but I will know, I will promise you this. If you, if you embrace it and you make a decision with your will, this is what I'm going to do. It will happen for you too. It will, man. It will. Okay. So some, so, so real quick, we're going to go over about 10 minutes today, y'all. Cause I want to get this done. Cause I've been teasing y'all too much. <laughs> okay. So what are some actions you can do to serve God? Love your wife and children and lead them towards Christ. Here, These are just 18 of my things. These, these ain't, you know, I'm sure you, you got your own stuff that you can come up with. And that's great. The thing about the faith is that you got to be formed correctly. This is why you don't allow your, you pick your religion for your kids. You don't wait till your kid is 15 and 25 and say, well, they can pick their own religion. Well, for 25 years, they have just been seduced by Satan. God it went nowhere around. This is why you baptize your child, your baby, when the first baby first comes out. You baptize them as soon as possible because why? Babies have original sin. So you, you, you got to get that junk off of them. That's why Catholics baptize. Well, that's one of the reasons that you baptize um, babies when they first come out because you got to protect them against original sin because they still have that on them. Okay. Okay. So here we go. Number one, so like I said, you can have your own, but these are just to get you started. So number one, place God at the top of your mind, always striving for holiness, sainthood, and perfection. You've got to always place God at the top of your mind, gentlemen. Why? Get that junk out of your head. This is why prayer is so important. You know, I like guys in my program, they'll pray their rosaries while they're driving to work. You know? Guys are starting to people, men are starting to understand that it ain't just about me. I gotta get it rocking. And so when you place God at the top of your mind, you strive for listen, strive for holiness, saint, and perfection. So holiness and sainthood. No one gets to heaven without being a saint. Get it get that through your head right now. God cannot have anything in front of him that's impure. This is why there's purgatory. If everybody listen to me right now, everybody listen to me right now. Is your soul ready to be before the almighty God right now? If you died right now. Of course not. I'll help you. Of course not. And so this is why the true love of God is why God loves us so much. He gives us a chance. That's why there's purgatory. If you die and you don't have a mortal sin on your soul, you go to purgatory and then God burns your soul off to get you ready to be before him. That might take centuries. It might take a year. I don't know. Only he knows that. This is why people you hear Catholics say, hey, if I make it to purgatory, I'm doing good. <laughs> so that's what it means is if you understand the logic of it. God is all-knowing. He's all he's pure goodness. He's pure light. He's pure spirit. He's pure love. Can I? Can can my dirty butt be in front of him right now? Of course I can't. Although I'm striving for it now on earth, and I'm sure you are too. But are you ready right now? This is how. This is that's how great God is. Even though you're not perfect, He allowed. He 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 pushes you on earth to be perfect. And then if you don't quite reach it, you got purgatory, and then he'll burn the rest of it off of you through fire, and then you get to go to heaven, okay? This is why you hear me say, striving for holiness, sainthood, and perfection, because the deal is, if you don't get rid of your imperfections on earth, if you don't get rid of your attachments on earth, and you don't detach yourself from everything in, in this life, detachment from your wife, detachment from your kids, detachment from your pleasures of your job, and all of these things, then God will burn it off of you when you are, when you go to purgatory. Number two, prayer throughout the day, offering up your sufferings and uniting them with Christ, asking for the grace to endure. Okay? Prayer throughout the day. Uh, Father Ribicker says, and he's an exorcist in the church and a priest, he says that Men and women, husband and wives, do not offer their sufferings up to Christ enough for each other. That has always, I heard that saying so many years ago, but that has always stuck with me. Like, if I don't pray for my wife again, who gonna do it? Who's gonna do it? Right? I mean, really, think about that. And I mean strong, effective prayers. I don't mean, oh, Jesus, protect my wife. No. That's lazy vocal prayer. I mean, put a rosary out, Get those beads, have those beads best by a priest, and you say, this rosary is for the attention and love and soul of my wife, and I'm offering this up to you, Jesus Christ, for her. Bam. Then you start praying. Start meditating right off bat. Okay? Next, number three, attending daily mass Often, seven days a week. So I explain a little bit what daily mass is in the Catholic church. That means we can go to church seven days, uh, seven days a week. We can go two or three times a day if we want to be closer to God. Why? Because the more you draw yourself to God, the closer you grow to him. And then the more he knows you. If you're going through a lot of pain in your life, and, and and you and your soul is too far away from God, that's why you have pain in your life. So God is allowing pain in your life so that you will come to Him and realize you need Him. So, like I was saying earlier, man, I don't know how people do it. I I, I mean, I, I I go to I go to I pray throughout the week, throughout the day, because I don't want to um you know I, I don't see how people can do stay out of sin without prayer. You can't. It's impossible. It's impossible. So Sunday is just the beginning. The rest of the week, you help that sustain you, right? Number four, read scripture daily, at least 15 minutes per day. So everyone, people say they know the scripture and that's fine. That's all well and good. But we are required to pray at least 15 minutes a day to do honor to God, to pray. 15 minutes a day. And that that means praying by reading scripture. That means prayer with a rosary, prayer with a litany, prayer with whatever it is, whatever you do, you know, 15 minutes a day is required to, to show honor and respect and love and duty to God. All right. And so when you hear read scripture daily, at least 15 minutes per day, there are some people that, that say I they know the scripture. They can quote, stay little seven verses, you know, of scripture, but do they really read it every day? Or even even once a week. Okay, listen. I know that these things I'm saying takes years to build up to, so I know that everybody is reads doesn't read scripture every day. But what you can do is you you can like build up to it. Okay, and you don't want to try to do all these things I say at one time because you'll get overwhelmed. Okay, next, um, read the catechism of the Catholic Church daily, so you have. The catechism of the Catholic Church is what we call sacred uh, tradition because it's just not about the Bible. Um, and the Bible is important. It's sacred scripture. Don't get me wrong. But the church has, is the church is was given authority by Christ to carry on him and his word and his traditions. And he gave that to them by what? By mouth. We are called to carry on the faith by word and by mouth. So that means what? The catechism of the Catholic Church, you go in there and it it explains Scripture. It interprets Scripture for you. And and also the tradition of the Church and goes into a lot of things that that only the Holy Spirit has given over the Catholic Church for 2,000 years to be able to interpret what's going on. This is why when you have 30,000 denominations and everybody interprets Scripture how they think, Satan loves that, because everybody is on their own accord. On, they do their own thing. And the reason Jesus Christ is so powerful as a God and as man is because he brought us all together under one religion, under Christianity. Not all these different views of what well, I think the scripture says is. Holy Spirit told me this. No, that's why you have to have an authority. And that authority is the Catholic Church who is the ones who is the ones who even wrote the Bible. Okay, so the catechism of the Catholic Church for all of us out here is where you go to, to, to get uh to get formed by Christ's church and by, what Christ really wants from us. Okay. Next, oh so I'm only gonna do uh what was it has uh, eight of these, no, nine of these, and then we'll do the other nine tomorrow. So study number five. So next, study embrace the lives of the saints. Study and embrace the lives of the saints so saints are regular people they started out regular people like you and me okay Saints are so important the saints I, the saints I ask to pray for me every day are Saint Joseph uh, Saint um, Saint John the Baptist because he died for marriage right so that's why I have him, I pray I pray, have him pray for me every day. he lost his head for marriage right? Number three is uh, Saint Maximian Colby. Saint Maximian Colby gave his life for a married man who had a family in the consecration camp. That's why he's a saint. He took the gas for the guy. Okay. Um, saint Joseph, like I said, I said Saint Joe. Saint Joseph is the head of the Holy Family. Jesus Christ and the Blessed Mother were obedient to him for his thirty-three years. Or I think Saint Joseph died before Christ was thirty-three. Or no, no, I don't know. Anyway. Y'all get the picture. Okay, so that's why St. Joseph, he was the head of the Holy Family. He's a very powerful saint that when he prays for you, my God, things happen. And then the fourth saint is saint that I pray for, that I ask to pray for me every day, is St. Padre Pio. St. Padre Pio he is a mystic. He, he, he gave, uh, he, he all he did was give confessions every day. He prayed 15 rosaries a day and he was and and he was a uh, god allowed the demons to attack him to obsess uh, uh, through a demonic obsession which means the demons were physically allowed to uh to to uh physically assault him and so he his faith is so strong and so that's why i uh, him and then um that's those are the saints that i that i look to and of course St Michael the Archangel who is of course the bomb <laughs> you know fighting satan and stuff so, so saints are important because like St Paul remember St Paul killed all those christians and 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 and, and then well he became St Paul <laughs> he became Paul dude one of the apostles and stuff so and that's why i have wives say tell their tell me about their or tell their husbands you will never change you will never change. That is from hell, because if you, if if a man is is trying to get help, trying to be the husband she needs, trying to be a better Christian, uh, trying to be a better a uh, better father and all that stuff, and he's showing it through his actions. Of course, he can change, and you telling him he ain't gonna change. That is from hell, because Saint Paul did it. All the saints. Everybody who was ever a saint, except for Saint Michael, you know the the Gabriel and all them, the the archangels and stuff. But everybody who was a man first or a woman first, and then they grew to a saint, they were they were they were dirty butts like we are, right? They grew to that, so they changed, didn't they? That's what I'm saying, man. That's what I'm saying. So embrace the lives of the saints because the saints will help you understand the Christian faith better and help you understand you know your role and and then they give you they fire you up like man if he did it i can do it too right so number 7 start an apostolate a ministry to evangelize your environment your job as a man is not sit on your butt and go to work every day come home and eat have a little sex kick the dog and kiss the kids and then start doing it all over again that's not your job as a man dude it's not your job is the the leader of your home as a christian soldier is to what? Is to influence your environment. Influence your environment. And the way you do that is you join a ministry, you start a ministry, you do the seven corporate works or whatever, like visit the uh help the poor, visit the guys in prison, whatever your thing is. But first you start with your wife and your children. And then once you get that down, then you start being a man in the community that people can look to for masculinity and being a strong Christian and, and those kind of things. If all you do is go and do your job, which is make money and, and, and all that stuff, dude, how, are you really special? Are you? If your whole life is your eight hour job or your 12 hour job. What are, how are you influencing your environment? How are you helping make things better? Okay? That's all I'm asking. That's what God's asking. You evangelize your family first. You influence your family. Get your kids right. Love your wife. Let her know she loves you. Get to respect and love of your children. Then what do you do? Then you spread your wife will spread your love, and then you start to influence your environment as a man by spreading the word of God. Not by necessarily the word in your mouth, but by your actions and how you act and your character. And and, and oh, and by your marriage and, your, and how your marriage looks and how your family looks. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, the last one for today that we're going to go over is number eight. Embrace leadership in your parish, church, sit on committees, mold your church using your gift of masculinity, attend events and get involved. Get involved in your church. I'm not saying you got to go and do everything. What I'm saying is pick something, at least one thing that you like in your church that like, if you're in the choir, like me, I was in the choir. So that was one thing I did. You know, you might be on on the parish council. You might be on the committee for your church. You might be, you might visit the poor. You might, whatever in your, in your, in your church, there's some ministry in your church that needs a strong Christian man, Catholic man to, 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 uh, to help influence the environment around them okay and that's one of the ways so that's where we're going to stop for today we have uh what uh nine more and we'll over those on the next go over those on the next show i hope again that today that you guys got some out of that you know i know I, i could go on but man these subjects are very complicated subjects man I know people love lists, right? Oh, the top 18, this, the top five, this, the top 10, this. I know those are good. But if you really, really want to learn, you got to break stuff down, man. God and the the Catholic faith and the Christian faith, man, this is these things are very complicated. It's not something like, like making love to your wife it's a very complicated thing. It's not something that just happens. I mean, of course it just happens, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but, you know, things are complicated. And sometimes you got to go into them. There's not in that list. There's other lists and you've got to really break it down so people can really understand. Okay. It's not that I'm a big mouth. It's just that I want you to understand and like where I'm coming from and where God's coming from so that you have a reason to adopt the philosophies that you hear us talking about every day. Okay, so with that being said, oh, somebody get a let me see, uh, Andy Clitja. So Andy Sitcha. had that happen when someone tired tried to pray over me? I informed them that that would be disordered, and they were looking offended. But they they know nothing. Yep, Andy Andy Sitcha is um, commenting on what I said about uh having people pray over you, um, man, that is something that you really don't want to do. And he's right. He said he had that happen to him and weird stuff started happening. <laughs> so, all right. So with that being said, we are, um, where did I do it? Um, so we're going to go on a break real quick and we will be back and we will be out of here. Thank you guys so much for hanging out today. All right. All right. And as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the 16th, which states, oh, real quick. I didn't pray the, the my, my commercial, but if you if you guys need help and you want coaching um, and you, you want help getting out of if you're in marriage crisis um, and you need and you want more detailed help and you want things to be specifically for you and your marriage, then go to com. That's SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com. And that will help you. Um, you can you can um you can uh watch a, a free masterclass to help take this further. Um, and it can help uh and then if you want to sign up to talk to somebody, you 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 can. And then um you'll get a free one hour consultation and stuff. And so that's how I help, man. So anyway, get into it. If you need help, I am here. So as we always do, we end with a quote from Pope Benedict the 16th, which states Society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is upon you. Fast, pray, and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Tuesday through Thursday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join as a caller, dial area code 313 radical.